We're live. Over the past few weeks, millions of WordPress sites have become vulnerable to cross-site scripting attacks. That level of vulnerability could have become a major black eye for WordPress and everybody who builds themes and plugins. You see, when I worked in IT security for a healthcare software company, a hack of that magnitude could have resulted in lawsuits, mountains of paperwork, and without a doubt, people would have lost their jobs. Not to mention the repercussions from upset users and a general disdain for our company. Microsoft has been battling the reputation of easily hackable for a decade or more now, and that easily could have become the fate for WordPress. But the WordPress security team has our back. 25 individuals in a supporting community who want the web to be a safe place. Through coordinated efforts, those millions of sites were patched and protected with the, with the click of a few buttons. And a lot of sites were patched and protected without clicking any buttons. Tonight, I salute the WordPress security team and the community at large for not letting the WordPress brand be tarnished and for showing, up, showing the world that the security of our users and their information is the top, uh, on the top of our priority list. I'm Ryan Sullivan, and the Dradcast starts now. From the bowels of WordPress Nation, it's t -t 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 -tough. You know what time it is. All operators are busy at this time. Please hold. Dread. For the Dreadcast, here to talk WordPress news, events, and fizzy pop with community leaders. Ultimately, letting smarter people run the show weekly. We bring you your favorite Santana alumnus, Brad Williams and Trey Armada. Sit back, folks, grab something to sip on, and get ready to press on. The Dreadcast starts now. It's the Dreadcast, and we're back on episode 78. Oh, my gosh. Dre, Dude. my man. So that's two in a row this quarter. Like two this, in a row. This is crazy talk. Crazy this might talk. be a record for 2015. <laughs> I, and, man, and, and the intro just like uh, for me, it's like a piece of my life over the last five years. What, what, a, what a treat. Security issues all together. Woo-hoo. We're fixing them, yeah, and we're helping a lot up. of people, so that's good. You're man, how you been, it. dude? I've been good, man. Busy, 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 but uh, great. The the weather's been getting nice, which is, i got to be honest, man, it lifts your spirits when it's nice. I mean, you live in SoCal, so you know what? Screw you. But <laughs> I live in Philly, and it sucks about half the year. So the weather's nice. I can actually sit outside. It's almost boating season, so I'm, I'm definitely pumped, man. I'm, I have a good spot. How yeah, you doing, Dre? The, the, the boat is back in commission uh, from what I saw. Uh, the filthy oar takes the high seas again. You know what? Mine's actually headed up the hill this week. Uh, the, 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 the folks uh, over at Inland Marina are taking my stuff up to the hill to my dock. I still haven't named the boat, so I can't put her into the water until I figure that whole thing out. So if you've got some ideas on what uh, I should name my boat, you should drop oh. it on Twitter. And, uh, oh, I got some, I got some ideas. All right, well, you scare me with your ideas, but if 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 I pick someone's name, uh, I'll I'll send you a good goodie bag, or I'll have Brad send you a goodie bag. <laughs> Man, that's quite a challenge. Name Dre's boat. I like it. I'd like to see what uh what people come in with. So send those in, cause uh. I want someone to name his boat really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you got to beat the filthy oar, which is my boat. That's pretty dang good. I didn't like name it. it. I just inherited it, but I couldn't take it away. So, uh, but that's enough boat talk because we're not on a boat just quite yet, but uh, hopefully we'll be soon. But uh, we got to get to it, man, because we've got a pretty amazing host tonight. Uh, our host, who you heard a great intro about security, we're going to be talking about here in a minute. He is the founder 
uh, a company called WP Site Fair. He also is one of the founding organizers of a conference called LoopConf. Maybe you've heard of these. Ryan, welcome to the show, man. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, bud? How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing extremely well. Excited to be here tonight with you guys. We are excited to have you. You got a lot going on, and we're going to talk all about it here in just a second. But before we do, I need to know what you guys are sipping on. Hey, what you sipping on? Should I get it out of the way? Should I get it out of the way? So I, I don't know fast, if we, we might have talked fast. about it uh, about a month ago. Um, yeah, the, the, Josh Stribble and and I, f I forget who the other gentleman was decided to go back through every single Dragcast episode and note what I was or was not sipping on. Um, uh, Chris Kristoff. Chris Kristoff. That's that's right. It's Chris Kristoff. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I it was not a high percentage. It was not good to be drinking. <laughs> so I'm going to add to that total. Um, you guys can all pound sand. I'm going to train after this. <laughs> uh, thank you, Dre, for that. <laughs> How does that drink of shame taste? Yummy? All right. Delicious. Good. Glad it tastes good going down. Ryan, don't let me down, buddy. What do we got over there? A nice, cold, refreshing diet Pepsi. <laughs> That's the best I could come up with. Oh, guys. Guys, you're making me look bad over here. You're making me look... All right, that's cool. I'll carry you both. That's all right. So um, I've had a long day, and i got to be honest, I deserve this. So uh, I'm actually drinking a... Uh, it's a smokehouse. It's called Smokehouse. Um, it's a nice uh, scotch. I brought all the way back from Scotland on my recent voyage over to the to the UK, and it's a, it's a very delicious, um, very smoky scotch. So if you're into smoky scotches, I've just started getting into them a little bit. Um, it's a very, very good one, so I recommend it. Is, is that ice cubes I see in your scotch from Scotland? I, you know, I understand that, you know, the proper way to do it's neat. I'm an ice cube guy. I like to have a couple cubes in my drink. I like to keep it a little bit cool. I can do it neat, but you know what? I prefer it a little bit cool. So He's like, hey, I'm neat enough. I'll throw some ice cubes in there. Oh! Smooth as a fresh jar skippy, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can tell this show is going to be a disaster, and it's awesome, because that's our favorite type of show. So, let's just dive right into it, man. Mr. Sullivan, I want to hear all about you. So, we know a little bit about what you're doing today. we got WP Psych here, we got Loop Conf, and we're definitely going to get into both of those. But we, want, we always like to rewind a little bit, and these are the ones I love, because it's the ones I don't really know. I don't know your history, so let's talk a little bit about how... Ryan started in computers, and what really got you interested, and we'll kind of work our way up through through the timeline until we get into the WordPress world. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, starting with com computers, uh, I'd go a long way back. Uh, I talked about I talked about what I did professionally professionally a little bit at the beginning of the show, uh, in the intro, but. Uh, getting started with computers, I remember I was one of the, I, I think I was one of the first kids in the neighborhood with an internet connection. We had the dial-up, and, you know, my buddies and I thought we were, were hackers. We would go on to BBSs and find codes to make free uh, pay phone calls and, like, literally, like, playing uh -oh. audio back into the receivers. I You're mean, a phone freaking, isn't that what they called it? Phone freaking back then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all that stuff, uh, I mean, that was back when I was probably 11, 12 years old. Uh, but it's always been kind of a fascination with mine, just technology in general. And so I stuck with it. Uh, ultimately became a professional in uh, 
doing IT security, then started doing IT security for electronic health information. So I was working on hospital software, uh, infrastructure, all that kind of super crazy enterprise level stuff. Uh, and it is a very thankless job um, and uh, like beyond, uh, beyond thankless. And so um, started, you know, maybe about five years ago, five or six years ago, started just doing some web development and found this open source software called WordPress. And I thought the whole open source vibe, was, it was very different from what I was used to uh, working in the enterprise space. So, uh, and it was a lot more relaxed, which fit my personality better. So that's what I got into. And I mean, I literally started just building websites for friends. Uh, it, it was something I enjoyed a lot more and ultimately just started free, actually freelancing, like charging people money, which at the time seemed weird, and uh, built up enough clients and then uh, to where I was almost matching my the salary I was making, you know, as this IT security person. And, uh, and, and so I was like, maybe there's, maybe there's more to this than, than I realized. But then the more I thought about getting into business, it I couldn't figure out how to how I would ever escape the grind of always looking for new clients, which is what I think a lot of freelancers struggle with. And it kind of something kind of clicked, and I got this idea. Of, well, if I work on the same preventative stuff that I'm doing for a lot of these servers and a lot of this infrastructure stuff, if I do that for you know the WordPress application I can set up recurring billing and then maybe it's a business right and I started that officially about three years ago and two years ago started WP site care and, and here we are that's awesome so you know taking a step back when you you were still working that that IT security job you were doing WordPress you were freelancing We've we've heard the story a few times to be honest, where people just kind of do it for fun and they and they kind of stumbled into it, right? You're kind of just like doing it for fun. Next thing you realize, oh, I could charge a few bucks, and like you said, eh, I feel a little guilty. But at the end of the day, like you're providing a service, you should be charging a few bucks, right? So, what was that like, kind of sitting down and and, and making that decision? Because I know that's a scary one, right? That's that's that leap of faith of all right, I'm I'm going from what sounded like a pretty cushy job, a job that you were probably set in and and doing very well, and you were comfortable to uh, uh, an area that might be a little bit more of an unknown in terms of what the future may hold. So what was that like in terms of making that decision? How you, how you came to terms with that? Yeah, you know, I talked with a few friends who had started successful businesses, and um, I was having a conversation with my buddy Skyler one day who started not a technology business at all. He was selling supplements and doing uh, a whole bunch of stuff in in you know the health in the fitness yeah, and nutrition space. Yeah, he was a, he was some kind of drug dealer, and he was doing really well. He had a nice <laughs> company. So, uh, yeah, I introduced him to WordPress, and it was a match made in heaven. Right. <laughs> oh, but, but I was talking to him about you know that whole you know you you own your own business. Uh, aren't you worried about what if it all goes away at some point? And 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 he said he said well, what's keeping like? Do you have more job security? Than you would on your own," he said. He said, "As an entrepreneur, I can, like, I can see when issues are coming up, and I have control over the outcome. 
Whereas as an employee of a big company, you know, three, four hundred people, you could be, you know, you could be gone the next day and not yeah, even no know idea. what's coming. Pink slip on a Friday, right? Right. So uh, that was probably that was probably one of the you know the pieces of advice I guess that uh, kind of resonated with me the most and made me feel the most comfortable with it. I definitely made sure that I had. I mean, like I said, I had already kind of matched my income just doing work on the side uh, from my other job. So financially, I felt like things were all right. Uh, and, and so I'm not I'm not necessarily a huge risk taker by nature, but uh, but it definitely I mean I made sure stuff was set up the way I wanted it to be, and it was a pretty smooth transition. It never felt like I was necessarily you know leaping into something I wasn't sure about. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool because I I know when I kind of uh, did a you know a, a little bit of a similar path when I left my corporate job and started Web Dev Studios, um, you were definitely ahead of me because I left uh, with no clients. Uh, I wasn't doing anything on the side, um, which looking back was insane. Like I really don't know what I was doing, and I had no mentors telling me what to do. So um, I you know I took I took the same kind of leap of faith. I think at some point whether it's more calculated, like in your in, in your case, or a little bit less calculated, like in mine. I think it's. I love hearing those stories because I think, like, especially the people that are thinking about the listeners that are kind of in those corporate jobs, job either, but they're always thinking about what could be if I did this thing that's more of my passion versus this job that's just kind of paying the bills. To hear those stories, I think, is a big inspiration piece. Like, yeah, you know, we all have different ways that we did it, and it worked. You know, it worked for us. So I think it's fun to hear those stories and share those stories. Um, with other people, and I and I love hearing them. So thanks for sharing that. Um, so you started doing. It, you took the leap of faith. You said, you know what? I'm I'm going freelance. I'm doing this full time. Was the plan to kind of start a company, a grow a company? Was the plan to stay more freelance, be more solo going forward? Uh, I definitely. I I did. I worked on WP Sitecare for a year by myself, completely. Like, mm -hmm. and I was. I was working insane. I mean, I still work insane amounts of hours, but I was working even more then probably. And uh, so for a full year, it was something that I kind of planned to, uh, you know, I planned to do it on my own for a while, but uh, there was so much demand that at a certain point it was like, there's no way this is ever going to be sustainable and I'm going to have some kind of midlife crisis at the age of 30 that I, that I didn't want to have. Uh, and so that's when I started, you know, looking for help and um, bringing on a few team members and and probably no, not probably, definitely the best decision I've made for WP Sitecare was bringing on some help. Yeah, it's like like you said, making that decision. I think anyone that freelances at some point has to sit down and, and decide. Assuming you know what you're doing and you're good, you're the work is going to keep growing and keep getting better. You're going to get referrals and word of mouth. It's going to keep growing. If you're if you know what you're doing, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, so I think every freelance has to sit down and decide. Like you know, am I comfortable with where I'm at in terms of just being solo? working on my own, and this is kind of my bandwidth, and this is what it is, and I'll just have to start pushing away a lot of people or, or sending them somewhere else, or do I want to retain more of those contacts versus sending them away? And if so, then obviously you have to grow, right? Absolutely. Um, and I don't think there's a perfect answer. I know plenty of freelancers that are doing very, very well, and they have no intention of like growing into a company or hiring. They're very comfortable being solo. 
They make very good money. They have a very high hourly rate. They're booked out six months. You know, there's tons of them. Um, and on the flip side, there's other ones that could absolutely kind of have that passion to grow into something a little bit larger, something a little bit more than just them, um, and build a company like you have with WP Sitecare, which is which is really cool to see. So you have let's talk about WP Sitecare a little bit. So right now you have looks like you have five. You're five strong. Yeah. So we actually have. Um... We we are five. Well, we just added a sixth, and then we are adding two more uh, next month that are uh, coming. So, <laughs> something like that. Uh, and, and kind of back to your point about you know what the right uh, what the right answer is. I think it depends on the personality of the person a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I like being around people. I like having even in a virtual sense. I like being able to. I mean, you see me you see me say stupid stuff on Twitter all the time. It, I, I like to interact. Uh, with people and um, so kind of doing my even though there's times when I really like to focus and work by myself most of the time I like to be cracking jokes with people or you know have some feedback and conversation with people and and so uh, so that's kind of that that's another reason aside from the business that you know kind of growing my team made a lot of sense because you know having people who kind of have the same mission as you and uh, really kind of see the goals of the company and all those type, types of things and, and want to work with you on those, that's pretty exciting and and really helps on those days when you're like, why did I ever decide to do this ever? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, those days are going to happen, yeah. Oh, for sure. No, but you're scaling and there, there's a validity to what you're doing. There's a need out there. You're putting resources around it. You're helping people um, every day whether it's the security stuff you discuss at the intro, uh, whether that's updating them or adding new functionality, all these cool things that you're able to do at WP Sitecare, um, we, uh, you know, we run maintain. And there's a couple other companies out there that are doing uh, a lot of good for a lot of people. And, and we've certainly seen the same thing, right? Like there's a need to scale it. Uh, we're exciting about helping folks. But at the same token, there's a lot of uh, upstarts that maybe don't have uh, – uh, the, the same uh, level of understanding or want uh, in terms of helping folks. How do you feel about that? I mean, I, I, certainly it's flattering to see all these companies go, wow, look, there's a market here, but then they completely suck ass, man. They're not really here to help anybody. <laughs> what do yeah. we know about those folks, Ryan? You know, Dre, if, if I had the right answer, uh, I'd go after it today. Uh, <laughs> we, it, It's really interesting to, to watch. Uh, I actually had a a little bit of a Twitter rant yesterday about all of these kind of clone companies that keep popping up, and and it's really interesting. Uh, this is this is something I haven't talked to too many people about, but I'll get well, emails. Don't worry, we only have like two listeners, so you're right. not talking about <laughs> just between yeah. me and you two. Just between me and <laughs> you two. Grace uh, Bob won't tell anybody. Trust me. <laughs> it, it's actually pretty funny. We have uh, I, I've gotten emails from some of these people who are starting similar companies, right? And they're like, well, you know, what's the fastest way to grow? (laughs) How could I steal your customers is basically what they're asking. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're essentially asking that, and and not only that, but they're they're looking for the quick path, right? Not the right path. not, not, Not the right path, and it's like, you know, everything is hashtag growth hacking, everything is... I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but uh, they're looking for like this this quote unquote lifestyle business, and I will tell you that running a support and maintenance company is not a lifestyle business. No, it it's, ain't. It's, it's 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 a grind, right? And and we do. You're in the we do trenches, help. man. Yeah, in the trenches day in and day out. 
and we do help a lot of people, and, and I'm, I'm proud of the work we do. But anybody looking to get into this business so they can bill recurring and bring on a thousand customers in a week, you're looking in the wrong place. It's, it's not that's not where what you want to be doing. So uh, I, I think I think a big to kind of address the question, I guess. I think the biggest part of uh, people trying to get in this business and they build a website in a day and and whatever uh, and you know set up billing. I think I think they don't understand really what's involved day-to-day uh, -day and what level of demand customers have for uh, you know for response times for um, addressing issues in a, in a timely manner all those types of things uh, it's not a set it and forget it business and I think that's an important thing for people who are getting into this business to understand yeah, it's it, you know there's a big difference between lifestyle business where you're on the beach surfing, going holy shit, this is awesome, and scalable services that uh, you know you you need to put uh, a, a lot of effort and, and resources, time, money into being successful, right? That the end product is helping people certainly, but all the the pieces that go into making that work um, will will keep you will keep, will keep you moving and hustling for quite a while, right? It's just not that straightforward. I like one of these lifestyle businesses. I want to sit on a beach and just make a bunch of money. Where's that, where, how does that happen? Hey, hey, look up lifestyle blogs, man. There's all sorts of cool. Oh, I need to get into that. We all need to write a bunch of squeeze pages. We need to write an ebook. Is what that's, that's uh, yeah. ebook. Now we're getting somewhere. Yes, with a one-page, you know, marketing, you know, sheet. Sign up now. <laughs> we need your credit card. I like this. Um, you know, it's a good point because those those sites, you know, those sites are popping up. They they come in they, they come as quickly as they go, right? We've oh, seen yeah. it inside now. Obviously, we're watching yeah. that stuff. We're watching that stuff. A lot of those will just pop up and follow me. I'll be like, oh, this site's interesting. Oh yeah, it's kind of like a support site. And then it's just like a bunch of fluff. You know, I think one thing that sets our companies apart, um, and, and one thing I always tell people is like, look for the human factor of a website. Look for the people that behind the website. Who is it you're talking to? What's the team? And I think that's really interesting. If you go to WPSiteCare.com, I mean, your team's front and center. Like, we're real people. We're human. We're here to help you. You know what I mean? We do the same thing. I think that's a really big differentiator between some of these other sites. They're always kind of this man behind the curtain. It's like, what is this like one person or nobody or 50 right. people? Like, who are these people? They don't tell you. I think that's the easiest way, not just in a service business or a support business like this, but for anything online, like if they're hiding who they are, that's a big red flag in my book, a huge red flag. Yeah, I mean, you'll see we link right to we, we link right to the Twitter profile of all, all our employees, which might not be. So you can see all your rants in real time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double-edged sword there, my yeah, friend. Yeah, but, uh, but, uh, but it definitely gives that, you know, that validation to. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love that. You know, support your team. Like, promote your team because the team is the reason – you're doing what you're doing. I'm very passionate about my team, and they're the reason I'm here and doing what I'm doing today because of my team. I want my team to be front and center. I want to pr promote them because they're awesome, um, and it's great to see you guys doing that. Even though you got Rob on your site, you know, whatever. Rob can go. But, you know, he added that himself. That didn't <laughs> yeah. get approved. There was, no, there was no editorial process there. Yes. I believe it. Anybody that would give us WP Bacon and then take WP Bacon away from us, yeah. He's a guy I don't trust too much. <laughs> bacon. You said bacon. Mm, bacon. Bacon. Cool. Well, we got to move on because we got a lot of other topics to talk about. And the next big one um, is this uh, this uh, conference you got coming up called LoopConf. So, 
Why don't you kind of give us the, the elevator pitch for anyone listening that maybe doesn't know what LoopConf is, and make sure you plug dates and, and everything, because I know it's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, uh, two weeks from today, the, the developer crowd will will descend upon uh, Las Vegas. Uh, we're, it, it's a conference for WordPress developers, so lots of high-end technical talks. Um, two, we have a workshop day, and then we have two full days of... Um, you know, just back-to-back, heavy-hitter, fantastic topics, all sorts of great stuff, all centered around WordPress development and kind of what's, you know, where people are taking things. These are people who, you know, uh, are working for big publications who are kind of already pushing the limits of WordPress uh, to some degree, and they're going to come and say, these are some of the things we've implemented already, and, and this is, you know, what our future is. Uh, May 6th through 8th, so like I said, two weeks from today is, a, is the workshop day, and uh, we've got all sorts of fantastic stuff planned, uh, activities around the talks, but you know, the, the big thing is, the big deal is getting uh, a lot of people way smarter than I am uh, in, in one room together and just learning, learning from each other and, you know, kind of really building building skills for everybody in the audience should be. I, I got to ask because I, I, I think this is going to be fa- fantabulous. Um, I think that the way that you have this uh, structured and the folks that are going to be speaking there are of interest. Um, what, wh- where do you differentiate this from a developer track at a WordCamp? I, 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 for me, this being a first-time conference, I know there was discussion around um, the event ticket costs and such. That that became this big old thing for a while. I might have been a part of that. Yeah, you might have been a part of it. No, no, I'm certainly, I'm certainly for paying for value, right? And and I think yeah. that there's going to be value here. But being a first-time event and raising raising the prices to an extent that it's been something, I mean, maybe threefold to what you've seen at any WordPress event in the past. How do you validate that? How do you justify that up front? How is this different than a, a developer conference as we know it today in the WordPress community? Right. So I think even with a developer track at a WordPress conference, you still have to... Uh, a lot of the people preparing presentations, preparing talks, still don't know that the audience is going to be... De- developer is a very like broad term, right? Sure. I mean, it, it could it could mean a lot of different things, but you can see, I mean, the the talks that are um, coming up, like Nikolai is going to talk about using React JS to build UI uh, stuff. Like, I, I don't I don't know if that's been talked about at any developer track ever. So a lot of it has to do with the content itself. This is high level developer content. Um, a lot of this, a lot of it has to do with the event itself. I mean, we're we're kind of going all out with with swag activities and uh, all sorts of other just like re- just we're really prepping to have a uh, give everybody a great time. But but as far as um, differentiating content wise from a WordCamp developer track and LoopConf itself, uh, the other thing that we're doing is that's pretty unique is. Uh, these are we're actually sh- shortening the talks quite a bit, and we've seen it done in other conferences. They're 30 minutes each, but what we found is with 30 minutes, people kind of cut out any fluff. They they get right to the meat of what they want to talk about, and they get they get right into it. So that's uh that that's another big thing is kind of 
Uh, everybody gets to hear all the same talks, single track, 30 minutes back to back to back to back, and uh, content that people giving the talks can be comfortable knowing that they're, uh, this is an intermediate to advanced level development talks for, for the audience. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I don't want to say I'm a fanboy at this point, but I, you know, I do have this this beautiful <laughs> this beautiful loop cop shirt that somebody might have mailed me. Um, so I'm rocking that today. But yeah, I was, you know, early on I was very critical about it. Um, threw out a couple of tweets that started some shit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, not necessarily my intention, just kind of throwing it out there. But um, it was it was kind of weird at first. It was like, all right, the ticket price is, is up there. Um, and I think there were maybe like four or six speakers announced, and it was, you know, all right, well, I've seen these people. So it wasn't really clear to me, yeah, that what's setting this apart. Now, I'll be the first to say that you've, you know, to Dre's point, I'm more than happy to pay if, you know, if the value's there. Like, that's not, that wasn't the question. It was really about is the value there, and, 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 and you, i got to be honest, you handled it very well because you could have very easily been very shitty to me, and I wouldn't have, I, you know, honestly, wouldn't, you know, I, I almost expected you to be because I was talking a little bit of crap about your concert or your conference. But rather than that, you reached out to me and said, "Hey, I would love to chat with you and kind of explain our position, explain what we're doing, fill you in," uh, which we did, and I really respected that because you didn't have to do that. You could have very easily just kind of, um, you know, fired right back at me. Uh, but you took the time out of your day to kind of explain it to me. And I think since then, you've easily proven the value of this event. Um, and now it looks like a world-class event. I mean, it looks like something that, you know, if you're a developer in the WordPress space, you should seriously be looking at this event and going to it. Because not only do you have sessions, but you're doing, like, hands-on workshops, which I think is really a big difference, too. You don't that, see a lot that's of work games. Yeah, for sure. So maybe you can tell us a little about that. You know, you're going to get your 30-minute your sessions, which I agree. 30 minutes, I think, is a great time. Yeah. Um, tell us a little about what, beyond just normal sessions, what can people uh, expect at the event? Come on, so drag cast first here, baby. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta drop it like it's hot. Give us some breaking news. It's cool. We won't so, tell anybody. So, one of the big things that that I think I should probably make one of the afternoon snacks is cinnamon pretzels. Oh shit! I, I mean, that's that's one of the, like that, that's huge. So I'll break that that's out right now. Real. Um, <laughs> no, but but yeah, the workshop day. Uh, you know, one of the things that's kind of different too. Um, I mean, we're covering mills for everything, so uh, that that's 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 something that I think uh, gets missed in a lot of the uh, you know at a lot of other conferences. That that's kind of something that you're kind of on your own to do. We're we're making sure all that's taken care of, but the workshop day is going to be pretty epic. Uh, Scott Bollinger, you, you guys obviously know him. Uh, yeah, that guy's he's a twerp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard of him. He's alright. Yeah, he's he's alright. Talking about you know WordPress and mobile apps. Uh, oh yeah. Got, uh, Super smart. Love, he's really passionate about mobile apps too. I, I got to hear him speak at NMX uh, uh, NAB, the National Association of Broadcasters. Over ninety thousand people. Killer event. And the guy is a beast on the stage. Hell, hell of a speaker, man. You got a good one in Scott, man. Yeah, we were we were super happy to have him on board, and then. Uh, you know Zach Tolman, lead engineer at Wired. He's going to be talking about making websites secure and f super performant as well. Uh, Jack Lennox is going to talk about. He, he's from Automatic. He's going to be talking about theming with the WordPress API. And uh, the other, uh, I just, I just blunt. Oh, uh, Eric Mann from Ten Up is going to be talking about uh, integrated uh, testing for plugins. So really, like, 
getting your unit tests all put together and and these are these are 90 minute sessions right these are hands on you know we're going to walk you through all the different we're going to walk you through all the different steps and by the end you're going to be you know have some level of proficiency in in you know doing these things on your own so um, so we're excited for the workshop day and yeah I, I mean like I was telling I was telling Brad earlier I'm finally getting to the point where I'm getting excited about the event and and uh, I was resenting it for a while just because it is it's way Dude, it's, more, it's tough work man it's Dude, I hate work. this event it hasn't even happened I hate it it happened yet right <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that I was totally naive about, uh, the amount of work involved, and, and so shout out to all the conference organizers out there. Uh, like, it, it's it's a grind, but um, I'm getting to the point now where I'm getting excited about it, and it's going to be a great time. Well, I wish you the best of luck, and I'm sure it's going to be top-notch. Uh, it's being thrown by a class act, so I have no doubt that it, uh, in turn, is going to be pretty... Uh, damn amazing. So best of luck to you. That's coming up in a couple weeks, folks, in Las Vegas. Um, you should go check out loopconf.io, um, in fact, slash tickets, because you need to go buy your ass a ticket if you don't have one already. Uh, head over there. 14 days, guys. Um, make make sure you get over there and, and uh, yeah, rub with the, the bee's knees. Gosh, and see, so you always know, Brad, these the, the episodes that rock are the ones that you realize you're about three-quarters of the way through, um, and, and it, it seems like you just started talking. Uh, what happened was... What happened was... <laughs> uh, move on to this week's pressing topics. Or... Pressing topics of the week. Oh, man. Security, All security. security. All if you're security. not updating right now, you're... You're doing it wrong. Doing it way wrong. Like I don't think I've stopped updating in the last three days. <laughs> I know I have updates. I know I haven't. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of security updates. So obviously, if you don't know, you know, there's been uh, some security updates, some 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 information around how you uh, add and retrieve uh, variables, the URLs, and apparently everybody was pretty much doing it wrong. Um, so all the plugins need updated. All the plugins. And WordPress, for that matter. Why not? All so, the WordPress. Everything is updated. But I think what's interesting, two things that come to mind. One is, this is a very, very, very proactive security measure, which is, in my opinion, awesome. Right? We're not being reactive to millions of sites got hacked, you know, WTF, what's going on. We're being proactive in the sense of, this is going. this is a problem, Nobody really caught it until now. Let's update everything right now until it, you know, so it doesn't become a problem. You know what I mean? Now, sure, there's probably people that have hackers that have got one to bit and writing bots, and bots are out there now. But uh, it's a very, in my opinion, a very uh, proactive approach to security. Which, even though everything needs an update, it makes me feel very comfortable that everything needs an update because they found a problem of how people are doing things across a lot of different plugins, across WordPress core and everything, and everybody updated immediately. You know or update their code and push out new updates uh, that you could download. So um, I love the fact that how proactive this this update has been. And I'd love to get Dre's opinion, Mr. Security over here, because this is his this is this well, this is his world. I, I got no I got no opinion, man. <laughs> Any, anytime you can get like the, the, the you know the folks that um, uh, we've built we've built a really good uh, dynamic around WordPress in terms of core uh, and and the team behind it, you know, 
uh, from a security perspective. What I mean by that is you can take I, I would I would bet the ranch against any other damn platform out there, open source or otherwise, and and show me how they can put a patch into place when something uh, goes awry, when a vulnerability is discovered, disclosed, uh, and 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 trying to be in a proactive nature, you know, to be able to upgrade and update. That many sites that quickly, there, there's no one out there that could do it. Uh, or they, maybe they can, but not to date. I don't think that uh, there's anybody at that scale uh, pu pushing as strongly as, as the uh, WordPress security team. Now, in this specific instance, it, it was a big issue. Um, I wish we would have had this at, at, at the time that Tin Thumb was exploited in 2011. When that thing hit, man, um, everybody was kind of running all around, and all the theme... Uh, folks, all the plug-in folks were, you know, pointing fingers. It wasn't me. It was, it was a reactive bad. thing, right? It was they a, were, it was everybody was already thing. hacked. I think it could have been avoided because there was people uh, with the, the technical acumen and, and understanding and um, uh, really the resources to get that fixed prior to that huge outbreak, uh, at least to contain it to a certain extent. And they didn't, and that really shows the difference between, you know, three or four years with the project and the team that's around it. Um, I, I would put up the, the WordPress security team against you know any popular uh, software title out there. Uh, ultimately, uh, you need to understand that if you've got a website and it's connected to the internet, um, that the longer it's online, the the higher the risk of uh, it gaining some type of vulnerability that's exploitable. That's just the reality of what we do. That's been around since the day uh, of electronics and, and networking, the internet, uh, computers, uh, all of that. Right. So. You have to you have to take some type of, of measure and really think of uh, of security strategically. I, I think that uh, when you see something like WordPress and the millions of people using it and the team behind it really putting that at the forefront, um, uh, that that shows how important it really is and and the importance and priority they did, they put around it. So I I think it was an awesome job. Yeah, my uh, the second point I wanted to make was how. It's it's an interesting update because it's not like WordPress was broke. It's basically like people weren't doing things the right way. You know what I mean? It's not like there was this vulnerability within the core in terms of how you know the code was structured or whatever that people could hack. It was basically like people weren't escaping um, URLs that were coming back out of like using the add query arg functions or remove query arg. So it wasn't actually a vulnerability in WordPress code. However, that's exactly how it will be perceived. That it was it was WordPress code vulnerability. You know, so that's 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 the only I think downside of this is the fact that it's not really a it wasn't a vulnerability in WordPress. It was it was a way that it was essentially documented. And even if you look at the history of the codex, it kind of says you should be escaping your URLs. It just wasn't as bold about it. Um, Dude, so think, think about so XYZ platform content management system plug publishing platform name it whatever the hell you want. It's going to have like 0.8% uh, market share across the world. No one give two shits if, if it's vulnerable. Okay, WordPress gets any small slight issue, just like Microsoft in its heyday, which it's kind of gotten more silent over time as things have maybe shifted more to the web. It's it's dude, it's it's such a big and and relevant part of it, of the internet today that it's going to get nailed. It's going to get targeted. It's going to get talked about. It's going to get shed in, in a bad light. Oh, there goes WordPress again with this with this, yeah. uh, with this, this vulnerability. Well, it's not the case, but that's the way the media is going to portray it, the way people are going to think yeah. about it and talk about it. It's just a reality we have to live in. Yeah, I guess you just have to know how to respond to those. I get those questions every week talking to potential clients and, and even existing clients about, oh, read about another WordPress hack. And I'm like, 
all the time. You re- I'm like, yeah, did you really read into that? Because actually it was someone's account, got, you know, email account got hacked. They did a password reset and they logged right in. So they didn't hack WordPress. They got the, the account, you know, they, they reset the password. Yeah, the know? guy was using password as password. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, right. but then the whole headline is WordPress, you know, gets hacked. And it's like, no, WordPress didn't get hacked. Like the email account, you know, so it's, it can be a little bit frustrating. But the nice thing is I'm just, I'm just very proud of the community and how proactive this was across the board. So yeah. even if the headlines might skew it a little bit differently, at the end of the day we know it's that much more secure because of it, um, which is a good thing all around. Yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately security is bigger than just code. It comes down uh, to, to the code people and process. If we're all working together, and that's going to help out uh, tremendously. Um, WordPress standards, um, and, and there's, you know, there's principles of security methods out there that we should be using and thinking about and spreading and educating people about in terms of trying to reduce risk. Ultimately, that is what we need to do. Risk is always there. It's how much we reduce it, how quickly we act. Uh, on uh, securing holes before they become um, exploited. We need to be proactive all the way around, and we need to be educating end users on that aspect as well, not just developers. It's a, it's a everybody effort, man. Yes, sir. And Ryan's giving me like the what the hell look right now. No, no, no. You, you both covered it. I had nothing else to add at all. That was it. <laughs> Mic drop. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's talk about themes, man. So the theme review team, if you're not familiar, the theme review team is is a volunteer team, and I have all the respect for them in the world. They are a volunteer team that they reviews every single theme submitted to WordPress.org. So when you go to WordPress.org or you search themes within your WordPress dashboard, which is essentially searching WordPress.org, everything there has been vetted by the uh, theme team. So... It's a it's a huge job. It's a thankless job. It's it's a lot of work, and they do a great job. Now, having said that, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, okay, so <laughs> so the theme review team has come out with this new requirement that basically every theme on WordPress.org will have to move their options if they're not already in the theme customizer. They have to move their options to the theme customizer. What the fuck, man? Like, am I the only one that's just like? I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Drake, so are, are, are you telling me like for some reason? I, I, I wow. Um, two f bombs in two sentences. That's what's up. Um, <laughs> is the customizer? Are you telling me that the customizer, customizer, is not uh, is not ready to handle large scale amount uh, of well, options? Is that what you're telling? Like, Here's my concern, a couple things. One, the customizer can be a bit slow. Now, it's not always slow, but sometimes it can be a bit slow. Two, I feel like the customizer is for customizing things that you're visually looking at on the page. So if my theme option has nothing to do with what I'm visually looking at, does it deserve to be in the customizer? And maybe that raises a bigger question of does that option deserve to be in a theme? And I know that's probably exactly what Nathan would say. But forget that topic. That's a whole other show. I mean, like, do I need to have every single option in there, even though it's not something that's visually changing on the front end of my theme? That's what I don't understand. So, conspiracy theory. Um, You know, there's been a lot of talk about where those theme options should go or shouldn't go and what have you. This type of move influences thousands and thousands and thousands of themes and thousands and thousands of websites and user experiences. Where did this come from? Who set this idea and what is the ultimate goal? Because to me, that really sets the bar as to where the project wants 
um, this to go, right? So me as a theme developer who thinks, you know, maybe my, um, my principles tell me that it's okay to have those theme options in there. But now this sets a standard um, and sets a standard that is driven by uh, the, the project that it's not okay to do that and you shouldn't do that. And is that really okay? Is that really where the project uh, should go? Uh, so where was this decided and what is the ultimate goal? That is, that's my question. Yeah, I mean, that was they, they basically, you know, the, the theme review team, they have uh, weekly chats. I think it's weekly in Slack. Um, and so they've been very transparent about this. They have a post on the Make blog, uh, which we'll, we'll drop in the show notes, uh, with a link to the um, chat log, which is great. So you can kind of see the whole conversation that went down. I haven't read the whole chat log, so I don't Me have neither. an answer. I haven't either. So I, I don't want to misspeak either. You know? Yeah, I, I don't either. But I, I do appreciate the fact that they're being transparent. So I don't think it was like, you know, a man behind the curtain that was kind of saying this. I, I didn't mean it in that context. So I no, 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 I know you didn't. But just to, just to make it clear for listeners. But I agree. Like, what, what was the – I think it's more to kind of unify the experience would be my guess. Like, unify the experience. You know, everything in WordPress is about making the, the administration side easier for users, making it more straightforward. So uh, obviously from a unified experience standpoint, Absolutely. That makes sense. Um, I, I don't know that the vehicle is, is the right vehicle to put those theme options into. So if it's not, and it's not capable of handling large-scale amount of admin features, which I think it's an admin author's right to create, not saying it's the right thing to do, but I think it's their right to create, and users will use that, then what you're doing essentially is stifling the opportunity for those admin features to be used. And you're doing that in a standardized capacity. Yeah. I... I Again, I haven't read through everything, so I don't want to misspeak. This is my first kind of thought as as I see this coming about. I mean, so imagine an option like I want to set a custom RSS feed. That's an option you see in almost every single theme out there. I want to change the RSS feed link to something like FeedBurner or whatever else. Yeah. Like, does that really make sense to be on a front-end customizer setting versus back-end setting? I don't think it does. Yeah. I don't know, Ryan. Where where are you land on this topic? Yeah, so I mean, I really I really like the idea of having a standard. Uh, I I do think that you know keeping the the admin experience for users more uniform is pro, you know so they can kind of anticipate if I need to change an option, its appearance customized every single time. Sure. Um, I, like I, I like that part of it. My only issue is. My only issue is I'm not 100% convinced that the customizer, right, is is the is the vehicle is the solution. Uh, you know, I, I think some I think this will drive probably some pretty major improvements or changes to the customizer just because I'm I'm still not 100% sold on that whole experience myself. Uh, but but I I like I like the move of trying to keep. You know, trying to keep the whole experience the same for users. I, I appreciate that part of it, but I, I think behind that for sure. I, 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 totally think, I think the customizer itself is, you know, what where we kind of need to address going forward. Yeah, it sounds like the. the I mean, it's it's moving that way. Uh, I'm certainly for standardizing. I think that uh, one of the things Matt's talked about, and we've seen clearly uh, uh, for those who've been around WordPress for long enough, is the. Um, the simplification of the admin um, area and that experience 
uh, is something that's been sought after by end users. Um, it, it, we're still not at a place where end users are fully comfortable with that. So anything where we could standardize that, it, it will certainly help, uh, I think, garner uh, uh, usership over time. So I, I, I get that part. I just don't know uh, that this was the way to do it. But again, I have yeah, when I have kind of all right, your front end stuff's on the customizer, the back end has a very standard kind of theme options um, underneath the appearance and it's always there. So like there's always a back end theme options, always a front end. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I, I would be surprised if this sticks, to be perfectly honest. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but we'll we'll see. Because this just came out. Um, they're kind of forcing the hand of every theme out there. What what is it, a six month timeline? Yeah. Their, their th I mean, think about some of these themes with the options they have. To move all that in the customizer in six months? Good luck. Good luck, guys. Have fun. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not a huge fan, but I think I've made that pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> say it ain't so. Before I even explained what it was. But, uh, yeah, oh, anyway. man. I'm not a designer, so who cares? He's <laughs> damn designers. Jeez. Uh, well, hey, it's been, uh, it's been real. Let's move on to this week's uh, Bar Tricks. Let me show you a bar trick. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, we, we have a lot of documents that need to be signed. And uh, when I'm onboarding, let's say, a new, um, uh, new um, employee, when we go to work with a new client, uh, in general, there's just a silly amount of documents. And one of the things that we've seen over the... Uh, the recent years is e-signatures, and I think that that's a it's a great viable way to get uh, through documents with without all the drama of scanning documents and signing, going through all that crud. Keep it all online, man. We can we can archive that stuff in multiple places very quickly. You can shoot them out to whoever you need to, and now you can do that in your WordPress website uh, with Approve Me. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Approve Me. Dot Me. Um, it's a WP e-signature. Uh, engine. It allows it's a plugin. It uh, makes it easy for you to send, track, and e-sign documents using your WordPress uh, website. I think it's pretty slick. Uh, there may be others out there. This is the first one that I've seen using WordPress specifically. And I think it's super cool. That's uh, approve me. Dot me. Very cool. I actually have a bar trick. So. Uh, for those of you that love CMB like I do, there is a new website online that you might be interested in. So, uh, specifically CMB2. If you aren't familiar, CMB2 is the latest version of the custom Metabox class. Um, it was uh, built by a bunch of community members, um, and it's still going strong. So they kind of revamped that, rolled out a CMB2. Um, we use it for everything we do at Web Dev Studios, and it allows you to easily register Metaboxes, custom fields attach it to posts, attach it to comments, attach it to users, whatever you want. Options, it does everything in a very, very simple way. The plugin's called CMB2. It's on WordPress.org. Uh, but uh, we just recently rolled out a new documentation site called CMB2.io. Um, so if you go to that site, it's completely dedicated to the documentation of CMB2. Um, it's all built off the, uh, the API Gen, which essentially auto builds your documentation off your PHP doc blocks. Um, so it's a super simple uh, and very, um, very, very handy reference if you work with CMB2 um, of everything that's available, all the classes, all the functions, uh, things that are deprecated, you know, any to-do items. Um, you can even download all the documentation if you like. So it's just a really great reference if you use CMB2. 
Um, check it out, cmb2.io, and that's the number two. Ryan, what do you got for us? Very nice. Uh, yeah, so my bar trick for the week is a Lightbox plugin. There is a, a piece of there's a script called Featherlight that is a super minimal. I mean, I think the whole script is like four four K. Uh, it's a Lightbox script, and um, we were looking to add Lightbox functionality to our blog to kind of you know give bigger previews of images and the stuff you do with the lightbox and we weren't finding anything so well the stuff we were finding were massive lightbox plugins and uh, you know so much just super heavy so Rob uh, developed uh, Rob New developed a WordPress plugin for the Featherlight script uh, it is on our GitHub right now we haven't we've tested it with a handful of themes, um, but yeah, just super minimal styling, super lightweight, super fast, and uh, is, a, is a nice tool for developers too because there's some some ways to extend it. Uh, so if you want a super simple WordPress solution for implementing lightboxes, that's a that's a good place to to look to check it out. I had to bring Rob back, didn't you? I see what you did there. <laughs> Bacon. Mm. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Definitely have to check that one out, and we'll certainly have all those links in our show notes. Show notes. Oh, man. So a few events coming up. Um, Orange County, the OC, uh, June 6th through the 7th. There's a lot of other events that I'm not going to talk about here, folks. Go over to WordCamp.org um, if you're interested in attending the WordCamp. Obviously, LoopConf is coming up in two weeks. There's still tickets on sale at LoopConf.org. I.O. Uh, O.C., Orange County, California, my home county, June 6th through the 7th. The following week, Illy Philly, baby, June 13th through the 14th. Um, you, you should probably probably join us there. Uh, WordCamp Europe coming up June 26th uh, through the 28th. June is a busy month. I hope you enjoy. I uh, will also be uh, cruising around different all-star tournaments. Menifee ASA softball, girls of Menifee, 320, proud and strong. Uh, kick butt this summer. I know you can do it, so play hard, get dirty. Uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. Mr. Sullivan, uh, awesome show. Where can we find you? Where should we contact you? Or where should people contact you if they've got questions and want to talk to you, give you hugs and all that all that good stuff? Uh, hugs, uh, send me a private <laughs> message on Skype. Uh, for, for everything else, uh, Twitter, uh, Ryan.Sullivan on Twitter. I'm there. I'm there a lot, so that's a good place to get in touch. And obviously on, on the company site, WPSiteCare.com. Very good, man. I appreciate it. Brad Bradford, what's going on there, buddy? Oh, man. Hugs, you can just tweet me. Come on. At WilliamsBA. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I'll send you my address. You're good. Just come on over. You don't want a Dre hug. I can promise you that. Dre yeah, hug and Brad hugs are two very different things. You will go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, thanks, thanks a bunch, man, for coming on board. This was an awesome yeah, episode. Awesome. Uh, I had a great really, time. Really enjoyed it, folks. We um we're booking up quick for a bunch of word camps coming in the second half of the year, doing live dragcast episodes from your city. Oh no! So if you're interested, you need to tweet us. You need to contact us. We're filling up quick, but we want to hear kind of what's going on at your event. Uh, get us in ahead of time so we can get it scheduled. We'll bring a bunch of cool stuff for for uh, for for your attendees. Um. And we want to have a beer with you. It'll be awesome. Uh, so make sure uh, to contact us, tweet us at um, 
at Dradcast or uh, WilliamsBA or myself at DreMeda. Also, feel free to tweet us if you're interested in sending us some uh, some T-shirts, some beer mugs, any of that fun stuff you want to see on the show. Um, and we'll we'll certainly wear them and we'll certainly use them. So so do that uh, do that now. It's been a great episode, episode 78. Ryan Sullivan for the Rad and Dread. I'm the Doctor. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk at you soon. Deuces. Booyah! There you have it, folks, the latest edition of the Dradcast. If you dig the show, make sure you pass it on. If you have content for the show, want to submit to be a guest host, or just want to listen to older episodes, visit the Dradcast website at dradcast.com. While you're there, make sure you click the iTunes subscribe link to catch us on iTunes. Don't forget to follow at Dradcast on Twitter, and we thank you for tuning in. Join Dre and Brad plus a new guest host next week. Yes! on another episode of the Dreadcast. Dread.